Well, first, before we start, I want to pray for you and um, pray for us that we'll be able to hear. Father, we thank you and we praise you today that on this program that you will touch areas of people's lives that are tuned in and those that will see this program later. I thank you that I will hear from you and I'll release what it is that you want to be released as people's minds and their mouths and their monies are uh, in line with what it is that the kingdom of God has to say. I thank you for the love that you have placed in our hearts and you said to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and our neighbors as ourselves. So as we talk about loving ourselves, as we talk about uh, having your mind, that people's hearts will change, that things will change in their lives and that people will uh, all over the world will be transformed into the image of who you are, Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, our scripture that we're going to start with is Romans 12. I'm going to read it to you, uh, not the whole chapter. Uh, we're going to read it to you out of two, um, two different uh, versions. The Amplified first and then uh, the, uh, um, the Passion Translation. I therefore, brethren, beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties, all your members and faculties. Now, your mind is a part of your body. I want you to remember that. Um, as a living sacrifice, holy, that means wholly devoted um, to uh, uh, consecrated. And, uh, and, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Okay, out of the Passion Translation, it reads thus. Beloved friends, what should be um, our, pro our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be his sanctified to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness. I added that other word and live in holiness, experiencing all the delights of his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. And um, I, I'm going to go ahead and read the second verse too. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. This is really what we're talking about. This is really heavy up on me because what happens is this. We continuously try to bring earth to heaven and God says, I want heaven brought to earth. And if we start to do that, if we start to act in that manner, then the kingdom of God will come into manifestations in the earth. We will start hearing clearly from God. We will be able to open ourselves up in ways that we have never opened up ourselves before. We will begin to receive, we'll begin to see people healed and delivered and set free. We'll see anger and bitterness and, and all of these things start to dissipate in our nation, not only our nation, but our neighborhoods, our homes, all of these things will change. And we're we're gonna we're really going to get into this today and in our next program. So it says, stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through the total reformation of how you think. 
This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying uh, and uh, and perfect in his in his eyes. Okay, my field is psychology. I'm a, I'm a PhD in psychology. I'm not a psychologist because that is the branding for those that are licensed by the state of California. I am not licensed by the state of California on purpose. The reason for it is, is that God says that they have their Bible and he has his and they're conflicting just as things are in the world. They conflict even though we're in the world, but we're not of it. Just think about this. And this is the only reason I'm giving you this information. I'm in the field of psychology, but I'm not a part of the norm of psychology. Well, what does that mean, Dr. Baker? Well, what that means is this. That means that even though I have the same uh, 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 schooling, I have the same type of credentials, I have a whole lot of, I mean, in my degree, and all of that. I took the same classes, but it was very different. I did not conform to the way, to the diagnoses, to the things in the way that they said to do it. And this is what it is that God is saying to us in Romans 12. He's telling us this. If you conform to the way that the world sees things, that the, that's the norm in, 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 in your uh, sphere, then what happens is this, you become unlike God. You miss the mark. When we're talking about missing the mark, what are we talking about? I'm missing the character. I'm not in character with who Jesus is. But when we miss the mark, we're not talking about here it is that you committed a great, big, powerful, uh, 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 unshakable sin. What it is that it's talking about is this, is that uh, you, you, you miss, you fell, you fell short of the character of Christ that is to operate in you. The character of Christ is in you if you have the spirit of whole, if you have a Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, then the, I got to fix my hair. Uh, the, the character of, of Christ is, 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 is operating in and through you. And this is what it is that he wants you to understand. We look at it like, oh my gosh, I disappointed God. You can't disappoint God. He already knows what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. But the point of it is, is this, when we start to see ourselves as God sees us, when we start to realize that we are the righteousness of God, only in Christ Jesus. You cannot be the righteousness of God if you're not in Christ Jesus. That means that you have to realize where you are seated. If you're not seated in him, then you are not walking as the righteousness of God. He says, I, I spoke to you last week or week before last about the fact that he says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. What was that mind? That was God's mind. Jesus walked in the earth with the mind of God. Now, when we allow that mind to be in us, we're walking in earth with the mind of God. And the spirit of God, the Bible says this, that no one knows, nobody knows 
the, the, the mind of a, of a man except the spirit of the man. Well, that's the spirit that lives on the inside of you. And he will release as much for you as he possibly can as you yield to him. Proverbs 3 says to trust in the Lord with all of your life, all of your life, every bit of it, and lean not to your own understanding. But then he says this, in all of your ways, in every part of your ways, acknowledge who he is so that he can direct your path, so that he can show you things, open up things, so that he can open up hearts of other people to speak into your life, to speak into your situation, to uh, have an answer for you that they didn't even know why it is that they're speaking. And so as we do this, as we recognize this, that God is love. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm uh, on the uh, senior committee, uh, uh, the senior council, I should say, of love and unity with Eddie Maestas. Hi, Eddie. You better be watching this program. Anyway, uh, with, with love and unity. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege. But, you know, since I, uh, and the name of our congregation is astounding love. So I'm searching this word love. I'm searching the word, you know, we talk about the agape. Uh, many people can talk about the ahab. Uh, others talk about, you know, phileo, the eros, and all of these names. All of these names and everything is, is wonderful. But I want to talk to you today about how to have this thing in your mind. Love is unconditional. God is unconditional. Does that mean that he changes, that he moves around? And when you do something, he says, oh, well, I'm just going to look. I'm not going to do that. People say, well, God winked at this for a certain. God ain't winked at nothing ever. God has never winked at anything. What has happened in our universe is that we thought we had gotten away with things. We had done things the way that we wanted to do things. And we say, well, this is okay with God. Well, it's not okay with God. And eventually we will have to answer. Eventually uh, someone will come and, and correct us. And if we are correctable, then we will be corrected. But God's love is unconditional. For God so loved the world, which means the systems, which means he loves the government, he loves the schools, he loves all the different systems, he loves every person. But does that mean that he is going to let everybody come into him? The Bible tells us another place this, that they said, uh, they went to Jesus and they said, Lord, Lord. He says, why are you calling me Lord? He says, you didn't do the things I told you to do. You didn't do the things that I presented to you that were going to give you an effective, effective good life, give you a life that was going to infect others with my goodness and my love and my greatness and all of this. You didn't allow the best of me. You didn't allow me to come into you, change you so that you could release me upon the earth. And so this unconditional for that, grace is a person. Love is a person. Love is not a thing. It is not a thing. It is an active person. And his name is Father God. His name is King. His name is the kingdom of God. His name is Lord of Lords. His name is God. His name is Yahweh. His name is, is uh, uh, I am. His name is the Elohim. That is God. All the aspects of God is love. 
and to love God, myself, and others, it has absolutely, totally, absolutely nothing, no thing to do with how you think. You know, meditate on that for a moment. Has nothing to do with how you think, with your thoughts, with your intellect, with your opinions or your feelings, whether they be your own or whether they be stuff that the adversary has put in your head. Has nothing to do with that. How you think about God has nothing to do with your thoughts. Well, I don't think God should. And do you think God's going to change something and care because you don't think he should? No. See, because you have to, we remember this. If you remember that love is a person, love is God. God is love. Love is God. And when we start to relate, when we start to understand that, then we become in unity with him. We become in oneness with him. We become in a place with him where there is, there is nothing other than him. We become like him. We become uh, uh, united and, and, and knitted together. We become that one. He says, Lord, make them one as we are one. Well, what does that mean? Jesus is love in the earth, but it doesn't look like we didn't look like what it is that people say. People say, well, he hung out with sinners. Well, he hung out with wealthy people too. We think Jesus only hung out with broke people and, and poor people. That is not true. That is totally not true. Jesus uh, uh, Yeshua, Jesus, he is there for everyone. He and, and of everyone. It is not, he is no respecter of person. Just because you're poor, it talks about that. He says, don't give the poor person all of this, uh, all of, uh, 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 all of these breaks. Don't give the rich person all of these breaks. Give them both the same. Okay. It has uh, nothing to do with whether they're your own or someone else's or wherever they may have originated. Another thing, love is unconquerable. You cannot conquer love. I love you. I don't even know you. Why is that? Because love, the love of God is shed abroad in me by his spirit. Okay. I've been done wrong. I, okay, I have. I have people talk bad about me. I have talked bad about other people, and um, I work on that. I've been working on that. Okay, but does that mean that because of how it is that talk, what it is that they say, how it is that they perceive me, that I'm going to hate them or I'm going to have a problem with them or any of it? No, no. Why is that? Because love lives on the inside of me. God is love, and so therefore, who am I? If I walk in him and he walks in me, who am I? I'm love. It's undefeatable. You can't defeat it. You didn't earn it. It's invincible. It cannot be subdued or overcome. You cannot beat love. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Why is that? Because fear has torment. If you're walking in any kind of torment, any kind of unforgiveness, any kind of anger, any kind of bitterness, any kind of any of that, you ain't walking in no kind of love. You have not received God's love for yourself. 
you have not received him as saying he is a person he is alive he is powerful he is on the inside of me he is the one that is controlling these things because i have given the controlling mechanisms over to him because i do not fear myself i do not fear man i do not fear death i do not fear any of this why is that? Because he has overcome that, that, that perfect love of God. I will walk in that perfect love of God because it cannot be subdued. Is it challenged? Heck to the yes is challenged. It is challenged on every level. It is challenged every day. It is challenged all through the day. But the ultimate part of it is, is this. God in his love will not compromise. It's not going to compromise for me. It's not going to compromise for you. It's not going to compromise for anything. And it's non-judgmental. Why is that? Because all judgment is left up to Jesus. And Jesus will judge everything. Well, what does that mean? That you don't judge whether something is good or bad or none? You don't understand non-judgmental. Things are judged. Things are judged. Okay, let me go on with this. It has nothing to do with your circumstances. I don't love this man. I don't love this woman. I'm not talking even about that kind of love. My former husbands, or whether they have been, you know, most of them, all of them, except one, okay, were before I, uh, I came into Jesus. So, but all of my former husbands, none of them do I hold anything against. None. If any of them would come to me today and tell me that they needed some help for something, if I were in the position to assist them or their new wives or any of them, I mean, some of them, I am so glad. Oh my God, am I glad. I, I, I ran into a couple of them and I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that I, I did this before I got, I was saved. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That divorce had no problem. Oh, golly. I mean, I, I was, I'm grateful. I mean, I am grateful. I ain't lying. I am grateful, grateful, grateful because God knew I'm at any rate. They might say the same thing about me. They would not want to wake up in the morning and look over at me, but I'm glad that I don't have to wake up in the morning and look over some of them. Okay. Anyway, but uh, that was just, <laughs> that was just a sidebar. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, but when, you know, when you're grateful, when you're happy, you know, you're just grateful and happy. Okay. Uh, anyway, it has nothing to do with circumstances, real or imaginary. Here's where the mind comes in. Uh, most of the, most of the things that we think about are imaginary. Okay. <clears throat> most of the things that we, that we, uh, uh, vision are imaginary. I had a talk with, with, um, uh, with, with one of my daughters yesterday and a number of the different things that we were talking about. It was really interesting. I'm going to be very, uh, um, transparent, you know, here it was. She was, uh, uh, she saw herself as working to have this kind of relationship with me when she was growing up and even now. Uh, uh, and then I saw myself as trying to have this relationship with her. And as we were talking, we were actually working on trying to have the same relationship, but we couldn't see each other out of the other person's eyes. We kept seeing each other out of our own eyes or our own identity. Am I right? Uh, okay, she's in this room. So, you know, uh, uh, she says that it's correct. Okay, so here it was. I'm looking and I'm thinking, wow, 
I worked all of these years trying to please her. And she's thinking, I worked all these years trying to please my mother. I worked all these years trying to gain her approval. And she's talking about, I worked all these years trying to gain my mother's approval. And I'm thinking, dang, if we had just talked, maybe we would have been in a situation where we didn't have to work so hard. Well, we could have just recognized the fact, and we're both born again, okay? I'm an apostle. I oversee her. Uh, apostle Eddie is, is, is one of her fathers in, 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 in the Lord. Uh, all uh, Eddie Maestas, uh, uh, all of these things. Apostle Cal is, 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 is a voice into her life and all of that into mine too. We speak into each other's lives. These are people that I'm on the, on the senior com, uh, advisory board for love and unity with and all of this stuff, okay? But here it is, lack of communication, lack of opening up. Why? Fear of being, fear, 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 fear of being hurt. Why was the fear there? Not accepting love in those areas. Nothing else is just not accepting love in those areas. Not saying, God, you love me so much that you didn't give me to a rotten mother. God, you love me so much you didn't give a rotten daughter to me. How is it that we're working together and doing these things? So something this, something was crushed. The adversary was crushed in that yesterday. Why is that? Because out of out of the love of God, out of it, it started out out of hurt. It started out, I mean, probably started out on one upsman. You know how you get to the place, here it is, it's one upsman. Somebody says, well, I was I was trying to do this for you, or I was trying to have this. Well, you didn't realize that I was trying to have this for you. But what ended up happening was this, truth came out. Why is that? Because the love of God is shed abroad in both of our hearts by the Spirit of God. And so what happened is this, he, he went ahead and 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 dealt with those imaginary things that were real to us it was real to us but they were imaginary they were things that were not actually true they were things that were trying to be true in our uh, as we look at things but they were not no matter if they are financial marital relational emotional spiritual cultural ethnic color or anything else the word race, you will never hear me use as far as racial, because I really believe what the word of God says, that all mankind was made out of one blood. And so that, that means that there's only one race, and that is the human race. And if we're in Christ, we're definitely only of one race. He says, because if you be in Christ, if you be in Messiah, you are a new creation. Old things are passed away. So that means all that ethnic stuff, all of those things that I might have in my head. That's why I can't love you. That's why you can't love me. That's why this can't happen because we came from these different cultures. Well, this is what we're talking about. The culture of the kingdom of God must come and, and, and change these things so that it changes the image. And when the culture of the kingdom of God comes, there's nothing but the love of God that is shed abroad in us. And what happens is this, him, the spirit of truth, he opens things up so that we can see them the way that we're supposed to see them. And we don't see them through our natural culture, our natural ethnicity, our natural uh, uh, spiritual, emotional, our neighborhoods, wherever it is that we may have come from. We don't see it from that culture. We see it from the culture of the kingdom of God. And this is why we're saying 
understand this. We started off with this in the very beginning. It is the character of Christ. It is the character of Messiah. It is the character of Jesus. It's not what Je what would Jesus do. It's what am I going to do with the mind of Jesus that I carry? What am I going to do and how am I going to do this? And how am I going to speak in the mirror to myself? How am I going to relate to myself so that myself can do the changes that it needs to change? How is it then I'm going to open myself up in a way that he can break through in every area. God is the God of the breakthrough. He is the God that breaks through. He is the God that makes a difference. He is that God. So how am I going to open myself up so that, that he does that? It is but Romans 12. It is a renewal of the mind and not being conformed to the culture, not being conformed to the ways, not being conformed to this world, but allowing myself to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Renewing it to what? Renewing it to the lover. Renewing it to the one that is love. How are you going to tell a wife or a husband, I love you? You never sleep with them. And I'm talking about laying in the bed. You never have sex with them. You never kiss them. You never hug them. You don't spend time with them. Everything is so busy. You're so busy with everything else until finally you get to come to a place to say, wait a minute, I love this man. I love this woman. I love this relationship. I love my children. I love this. I mean, this is God's love. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the, I'm not even talking about the Eros love. I'm talking about the love of God. How are you going to say you got a relationship with God and you don't have a relationship with people? How are you going to say you have such a deep, oh my God, I'm just so deep into God. I mean, we just, oh, we just, we just, we just get it on. We just enjoy each other. But nobody else can see it in your relationship. How is that going to be? You better check the temperature. As Apostle Cal would say, you better check and find out what grade you got. Your grade may be an F. Your grade may not even be on the scale. Your grade may be one is left wanting, okay? And why is that? Because, and, I, and you gotta check it out with all of these things. This is one of the reasons that my daughter and I, Pastor Lanzine and I, I'm just gonna tell you who she is. Uh, uh, we got into this conversation yesterday. Why is that? Because I'm checking things out. I don't want, I don't want there to be schism. I don't want there to be all of this uncomfortability. I don't want this to be competitive. I don't want this to be competition. I don't want her, nor do I want myself to have to go and sell my prostitute uh, in the world. But I'm not talking about that kind of selling. I don't want to have to go and make it so that here it is. I got to sell myself, uh, uh, my personality, my jobs, and all of these things in order to get an approval. When I'm already approved by God and I'm approved by my daughter and she's approved by me and I'm approved by the people that I work with. Why is that? Because they ain't got no choice if God lives on the inside of me. There is no, there is no fault that I find in them. Why am I not going to find any fault in them? Because number one, I'm not going to be looking for it. I am not going to be looking for it. I'm, I'm going to continue. I am going to continue with this on our next program. And uh, I, I want you to be sure to be able to get in touch with us. I want you to help us to be able to spread this gospel all over the world. Uh, our our um, 
uh, email address and all of that's on the screen, offerings at, at uh, uh, mtem.org. And I'm going to be back uh, next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Bye-bye for now.